It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti of SI Panthers. Welcome you back to another Thursday week. End of the week, near the end of the week edition here. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, as always, appreciate all the support as always. Thank you for the longtime listeners. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. So glad you're here. Follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And follow myself and the rest of the crew over at the SI Panther site. Follow our work there. Go check us out. So glad to have you guys here. I wanted to talk about a couple of mock drafts, you know, con- continuing kind of rolling this kind of almost impromptu mock draft series, I guess we can say, um, because there were two mock drafts that just came across, both of which have the Panthers making a trade up in the draft for a quarterback. So wanted to compare the two, talk about them with you guys and just kind of, you know, share my thoughts a little bit. On these two, and the two we're going to specifically look at here are Dane Brugler's latest mock that actually just dropped earlier Thursday morning over at the Athletic, and then Todd McShay's draft or, or Todd McShay's mock draft that just came out yesterday on ESPN. So, really interesting to kind of compare these two a little bit, as there's some similarities in that both. Carolina or both mock drafts here, both Dane and Todd, have the Panthers moving up to number three overall to select a quarterback. Now, now they do differ in terms of compensation and in terms of which quarterback they trade up for, but it's still interesting that you know they have the same frame of mind, and it's a scenario that I still believe myself is very possible and that's again moving up to number three overall trading with the Miami Dolphins for a quarterback now as we take a look you know and for the record both of them do have uh, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson as the first two picks of the draft so that kind of sets the table there so you can figure uh, the two quarterbacks that are left but in terms of who went which way Dane has the Panthers trading up for Justin Fields Todd has the Panthers moving up for Trey Lance, which I find pretty interesting. Now, we'll start with uh, Dane Brugler's mock. He has the Panthers sending Miami, obviously the moving up from number eight, so sending the eighth pick, as well as a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick this year, plus their first-round pick next year to move up from eight to three to select Justin Fields. And this is what Dane writes about the pick. He says... The Panthers' ownership and front office have made it known that they plan to be aggressive this offseason in upgrading the quarterback position. They missed out on Matthew Stafford, and Deshaun Watson remains a long shot, making the draft their best opportunity. 
Instead of sitting at number eight and hoping a quarterback falls to them, they outbid other teams and go and get their guy in this mock. Fields needs time, but all the talent is there for him to develop into Carolina's answer at the position. You know, so of course, no word, you know, no thought on uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but I think in, in either scenario here, they're in a good position. We've talked about this in the past before, too. Even if the Panthers go up and get a quarterback, they can still play Teddy Bridgewater for a little bit, let the rookie quarterback develop, and then when the rookie quarterback is ready to take over, then they can make a decision on Justin Fields. Now, interestingly enough, too, um, I also read Joe Person's analysis on this pick, and... You know, Joe gave arguments why it makes sense, why it doesn't. But his ultimate verdict on the pick was that he feels in this scenario, which is more specifically that Zach Wilson is off the board after the second pick because he notes that the Panthers, among other teams, are likely going to wait and see what the New York Jets do with Sam Darnold and with the number two pick. And of course, if you guys remember, we talked about Kyle Krabs's mock draft over at the Draft Network, and that is where we saw Kyle trade Sam Darnold to the Panthers for a second and a fourth round pick. But that really is where the dominoes, I think, are going to start to fall, will be with the New York Jets, what they do with Sam Darnold, what they do with the number two pick. So Joe's thoughts is that if Zach Wilson is off the board, the Panthers would be better served staying at number eight, taking best player available, and then reevaluating the quarterback position in 2022. Now, looking ahead a little bit to 2022, there's some thoughts that, you know, the quarterback, and obviously we say this every year one way or the other. The quarterback class is going to be stronger next year. It's going to be weaker next year. You just never know. You know, this time last year, we weren't talking about Zach Wilson as the potential number two pick in the draft. But here we are after a strong season. But some of the names now that are early on going to pop up for 2022, you've got, of course, one of the Carolina boys already in college, North Carolina Sam Howell, Tyler Shaw of uh, Oregon, Keaton Slovis of USC. Brock Purdy could, you know, is hoping to improve his draft stock. That's why he came back to college. Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati came back to came back to school in a pretty surprising move, but I think it's a great opportunity for him. So there's still going to be some names to watch in next year's draft if the Panthers decide to go that route. But I still believe that this is now an aggressive front office and an aggressive owner in David Tepper. Again, we we all heard and we talked about the reports that the Panthers offered number eight and Teddy Bridgewater to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. So they were in on Matthew Stafford, fell short. They're going to sniff around Deshaun Watson. So if they strike out on Deshaun Watson before the draft, they're probably going to look at every avenue they can to move up in the draft. And I keep saying that's probably the sweet spot to trade up is number three because you got the Falcons at number four that could certainly look at the quarterback position. Um... The Eagles certainly have a chance at number six, although I do think they're going to stick with Jalen Hurts. And then, you know, if the Panthers stay at number eight, there's a possibility that the team trades up to number seven 
in a trade with the Lions, who are certainly looking to add some extra picks. And then, you know, there's obviously teams behind the Panthers that are going to try to move up as well. You look at the 49ers at number 12. You look at possibly the Patriots at 15. Washington at 19. Chicago at 20. So a lot of teams that can move up. So the Panthers are going to have to get aggressive if they want to get one of these guys. So that's Joe's thoughts on it. Like I said, I do think it's still a strong possibility that the Panthers trade up for one of these quarterbacks. But if they do sit at number eight, certainly some talent that they can go with. Guys like Kyle Pitts, if they want to go with another tight end. Guys like um, if Panay Sewell falls to them or Rashawn Slater, you know, with all the free agents they have at the offensive line. So, you know, Joe makes that argument, too, that they'd be better served to stay because they can keep those extra picks because of so many other needs that they have throughout the roster. But that's uh, Dane Brugler's side of it. So, again, he has them trading up to number three to take Justin Fields. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So then in a moment, we'll flip gears and talk about Todd McShay's latest mock draft. But before we get into that, I do want to give a shout out to one of our great sponsors, our friends over at rockauto.com. You know, chain stores, of course, have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com offers, always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember to write the words locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Todd McShay's latest mock draft. So again, the similarities were that both Todd and Dane have the Panthers moving up to number three. But in Todd's case, he actually has the Panthers sending over their second round pick as well as a 2022 first rounder. So less total picks, but of course a more valuable pick, a second rounder versus the third and the fifth that Dane had the Panthers sending over. So it was their first and second and the 2022 first to the Dolphins. And in this case, we are talking about Trey Lance. Now, Trey Lance, you know, we're obviously going to talk about him a lot. The The key thing, of course, you know, the key question with Trey Lance is the level of competition. Uh, we know that he's played 17 games for North Dakota State, but not a single one of them was against an FBS school. It was all FCS competition, but he dominated that competition, and that's what you want to see from a player at that level. Does he dominate the competition around him? And that's exactly what he did. We all know, of course, that he did not turn the ball over at all, did not throw a single interception in 2019, uh, rushed for over 1,000 yards, totaled 42 touchdowns, in 2019 threw for 28 and he rushed for 14 so the numbers are obviously there and the production is definitely there it's just a matter of the level of competition but I think this is certainly you know and I even went back and listened to my conversation with uh with Mark Schofield last year partly to kind of refresh myself on looking at quarterbacks but we talked about Trey Lance and this was last summer and remember they North Dakota State only played one game in the fall. So this was most of, basically all of his film was out. And, you know, he did okay in that in that one game against Central Arkansas. But the bulk of it was 2019. And Mark talked about how North Dakota State is, you know, a pro-ready offense. Now, I think he also had a recent video that I was watching too, where he basically said, and I agree with this, pretty much any offense now is pro ready because you're seeing a lot of spread concepts, a lot of stuff that's worked in college that's made its way into the NFL. So almost everything really now is kind of a quote unquote pro style offense. But the way Trey Lance handled that offense was, you know, he, he handled it extremely well. So, I mean, this is a kid that, you know, he might need some time a little bit, but he has the tools to develop and could turn into a a pretty good quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, we I think we talked about this before, too. Trey Lance in Carolina would be a nice fit because it could allow Carolina to sit Lance behind Teddy Bridgewater, let him learn under Teddy, let him learn from Joe Brady while Teddy continues to roll. And then eventually either down the line 2021 or week one 2022 Trey Lance can take the keys, and then they'll finally have their guys. Now, here's what Todd McShay wrote about the pick. Eight of the Panthers' 11 losses were one-score games. Running back Christian McCaffrey missed most of the season, and the defense was an improved unit this year. But Carolina needs a quarterback it can build around. Teddy Bridgewater is under contract for two more years, with a potential out after the 2021 campaign, and can serve as a bridge, but his 15-11 to 11 touchdown-to-interception ratio in 2020 left a lot to be desired. 
The quarterback to Carolina rhetoric isn't new, but some might be surprised to see Lance as the pick rather than Ohio State's Justin Fields. Both possess strong arms, both are highly competitive, both are sturdy in the pocket and can pick up chunks when they decide to tuck it and run, and both can hit the deep ball. But in going back to the tape, I think Lance goes through his progressions a little quicker than Fields, who gets stuck on his primary read too often. It's tight, but I think Lance has an edge. And that's something that you know Joe Person talked about too when he analyzed Dane Brugler's pick. How how he said some scouts feel that Justin Fields holds on to the ball a little too long. And you know, again, obviously some of us like to pinpoint one game as kind of the highlight game. And sometimes you want to do that from a positive note. But obviously, you know, you want to be careful. Obviously, people are going to point to the uh, the six-touchdown performance against Clemson in the national title game. But you've obviously got to weigh that alongside the, uh, you know, how he fared in the Big Ten title game and the national championship where he threw one combined touchdown and two interceptions. He had the one touchdown throw against Alabama, and he threw two interceptions against Northwestern. So, obviously, you know, a lot of factors in play, but there's no doubt that Justin Fields, very tough kid, you know, showed a lot of poise, especially in that Clemson game, some of the throws he made, and bouncing back from the Big Ten title game. So, it's really going to be an interesting debate here. I think both certainly make a lot of sense for this Panthers team. Really, I think... I think it would be hard-pressed for them to do wrong with any of the three quarterbacks after Trevor Lawrence. You know, if they somehow find a way to get Zach Wilson, then great. You know, I, I think right now, too, Zach Wilson is my quarterback, too. You know, the the, the production he had at BYU and, and the rise he had. I mean, the kid only threw three interceptions all season. NFL scouts are obviously going to like that. The fact that they don't turn the ball over. Again, it goes back to Trey Lance. Did not turn the ball over, did not throw an interception in 2019. Scouts are going to like that. Zach Wilson, of course, his the the plus for him in that in that sense is that it was against tougher competition. You know, especially when you're playing teams like Boise State and Coastal Carolina, who of course wound up a top 15 team. And is expected to be a pretty good team again next season as well. So, you know, that's the competition factor. But I still believe Trey Lance is going to go in the top 10. And I still also think there's a chance that Carolina doesn't necessarily even have to trade up for Trey Lance. You know, I think there's still a possibility that he'll be there at number 8. You know, and for the record, Todd does have... Justin Fields going to Atlanta at number four, and then Trey Lance on uh, Dane Brugler's side goes at number seven as Washington trades up for Detroit. So yeah, you still, of course, have that possibility as well, that the team behind Carolina trades up. You know, but I can also see, you know, maybe the Panthers swing a deal with a team like, say, the the Cincinnati Bengals at number five, who could find themselves at a uh, at a pretty solid position at number five. They can sit there and they can tr- and they could take uh, 
Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater, or maybe another playmaker, or they can make a trade with somebody with the way some of these quarterbacks are going to be flying around, especially if, you know, say Miami stays at number three and takes a playmaker for Tua Tungavailoa, and then say Atlanta doesn't take a quarterback. Maybe they get somebody to help the team win now. Or even if Atlanta does take Justin Fields and say Trey Lance is on the board, maybe Carolina swings a deal with Cincinnati. And looking at the the, the draft trade value chart, the at least the Jimmy Johnson model, the fifth pick held by Cincinnati is 1,700 points. Carolina, at number eight, is 1,400 points. So Carolina could throw a third and maybe a... Uh, you know, maybe a third and a fourth, and points-wise, that would even out. Now, would the Panthers still have to throw in their first-round pick? Maybe, but if obviously it's not as big of a jump. You know, if, you know, for reference, the third pick that Miami's sitting at is twenty-two hundred points, and so that's where you know you definitely have to throw in that first-round pick. Because even if you want to throw in that just that second-round pick. That's 510 points. That still only gets you to 19 tenths. You still have about 300 points to uh, to make up there. So that's where the first round pick would come into play. Going from 8 to 5, maybe they don't have to throw in their first round pick. Maybe they just have to throw in, say, just their second round pick. Or, say, a third and a fourth to trade with Cincinnati to move up to 5. Get ahead of a team that w- was maybe going to try to trade with Detroit at number 7. So a lot of possibilities here, but there, I still think there's also a possibility that uh, that Trey Lance will be there at number eight. You know, maybe Detroit doesn't trade. Maybe they stick and you know get a playmaker. Maybe a guy like you know, if one of the receivers are there, like Jalen Waddle, grab someone like him for Jared Goff. A lot of possibilities here. You know, but it's always fun to see these. These different pot, you know, these different scenarios that could potentially play out. So, and this is why I love I love this time of year. All these, all these different possibilities that we talk about, and just so much we can go through over the next uh, over the next two and a half months. So, a lot can happen. We'll see. But um, I, I just thought that was interesting to see those two mock drafts both. Trading up to number three, but it also shows the different ways that you can get there. Again, one one trade has the Panthers trading a three and a five, plus their first next year. One has the Panthers trading a two this year, plus their first next year. Both to get up to the same spot, but different quarterbacks. And again, I'm you know Carolina's going to be looking hard at all of these guys. And like, like I said earlier, it's hard, I think, for them to go wrong with any of these quarterbacks. And again, they don't even have to get a quarterback this year. There, there's no there's no hard rule with this team, or hard unwritten rule, I guess would be the term, that they have to take a quarterback this year. Like Joe Person said, they could sit at number eight, take best player available, whether that's a guy like... Panay Sewell, Patrick Tatane, Caleb Farley, whoever, take them at number eight, 
and then reevaluate the quarterback position in 2022. I mean, we... We all expect this team this season's gonna be pretty south anyway. You know, I it doesn't feel like they're going to you know, they could very well be picking near this high next season again. And they could be in the position again for one of those top quarterbacks. And if they have that first round pick, they can get one of those guys again, whether that's a Tyler Shaw, uh a Sam Howell, a Keaton Slovis, whoever the case may be. You know, or it could be a quarterback that, you know, flashes big time. You know, maybe Desmond Ritter works himself up into top 10 consideration. So a lot of ways they can go about this. And it's going to be really fascinating, I think, to to try to dive into as many of these scenarios as we can and try to figure out what the best course of action is for this team. So those are, you know, a bunch of the... Uh, you know, a couple of the mock drafts, like I said, and a couple scenarios that we're playing through. Um, I think tomorrow, too, um, I saw an article from Joe Person as well ranking the free agents in terms of priority. So I'll touch on that a little bit, and we'll start getting into, you know, some free agents, kind of like a, a stay-or-go type deal to really continue to set the stage for the for the uh, offseason here. Before we get out of here, I uh, do want to give a shout-out to our friends at betonline.ag and thank them for their support. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Of course, football might be over, but you've got the NBA, you've got college basketball, and you've got college or you've got NHL in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON when creating your free account. And when you make your first deposit with promo code locked on, you will get that 50% welcome bonus. So I think that's a good place to wrap things up here. We had a good talk on Dane Brugler's mock draft and Todd McShay's mock draft. And of course, you guys can check them out as well if you are so inclined to check out their full first round mocks. And again, you can read Joe Person's analysis on Dane's pick and you any team you want to check out as well too. They have analysis on their picks. So a lot of good stuff. Good place to wrap it up here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Always appreciate the support. Again, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setty R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And, of course, follow the podcast here wherever you get your listening pleasure. And, of course, check out the rest of the podcast network, including our buddy Peter Bukowski and the Locked On Today podcast, which gets you all the sports info you need in just 20 minutes. And also be sure to check out More Than the Game. As February is Black History Month and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app 
or wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.